I'm Chloe, and this is part of a series of podcasts produced by public history students at Colorado State University. Hidden in northern Colorado is the town of Laporte. Laporte is little known and exists quietly in the shadow of the rapidly expanding Fort Collins. However, there is more to this town than a tight-knit community and beautiful views. Laporte has an important history filled with interesting people, and the best way to explore a town's history might be to examine its cemeteries. The headstone of Basil Provost is the oldest in Larimer County, Colorado. Basil's parents probably had no clue that by burying their child, they were starting a cemetery that would serve Laporte for years to come. Basil lived a short nine months in the year of 1862 before he died of unknown causes. His parents, John and Mary, laid their son to rest next to their log cabin. They buried him in a spot they could see from their window. The family faced tragedy again when they lost their oldest child, 10-year-old Mary, only three years later. It isn't surprising that the Provost lost so many children. Life was much harder in the past, and people weren't as healthy. Children were especially prone to illness. This is really sad, but it's also really interesting because it's reflected in the burials at Bingham Hill Cemetery. A huge number, 62% of the documented burials at Bingham Hill, are children under 14. To this day, both of the Provost children's graves are marked with matching sandstone blocks. In the mid-1800s, Laporte was a bustling town and the Provost family would have had a busy life. They ran a roadhouse and met the people who traveled through Laporte. The family managed a ferry that provided passage over the Cache-Laputa River. As if the roadhouse and the ferry weren't enough, the Provost also grew corn and raised livestock. When John Provost left the land that had seen the passing of his two children, he donated the cemetery to the community of Laporte. There are now 154 documented burials at Bingham Hill Cemetery, but there are probably many more undocumented burials. Those who didn't have the money for a proper gravesite were often laid to rest at Bingham Hill without any receipt or record. And in the 1880s, the nearby ditch was enlarged and many caskets were pulled out of the ground Bones fell from the coffins, and remains were scattered in the dirt. In the 1940s, sheep and cattle grazed freely around the cemetery. The animals pushed over headstones, and once a headstone was lying flat on the ground, it could be easily covered and lost to history. One of the members of the Laporte community was recorded as saying that the ground between the road and the cemetery was once painted white with tombstones. Each of the stones that are still standing give us insight into the past. However, some stones are characterized by mystery more than anything else. Outside the cemetery fence, on the edge of the ditch, is a sandstone marker with a name you can barely read. The stone seems to say J. Thomas. Many of the burials had some information linked to them, some clue of who the person was, but we didn't know anything about the J. Thomas stone until 1988. That summer, over a hundred years after the burial, heavy rains exposed the side of the mysterious J. Thomas coffin. The wooden box was rotten and disintegrating, but members of the excavation found that many parts of Mr. Thomas were still undamaged. The first thing pulled from the grave was a skull with bright red hair. The skull was followed by a skeleton dressed in leather pants, a short jacket with wide lapels, and wool socks that were still completely intact. 
it was determined that Mr. Thomas stood about 5 feet 7 inches and weighed around 135 pounds. He was 25 years old when he died. The disturbance of the Thomas grave made the citizens of Laporte want to know more. And in 1955, a 120-year-old letter was found, and J. Thomas became John Thomas from Rochester, New York. The letter came from John's father and was addressed to Ed Garbett of Laporte. John Thomas's father expressed gratitude to Ed for taking care of the costs that came with the death of his son. Sadly, John's father explained that his family didn't have any money to reimburse Mr. Garbett for the coffin or medical expenses. The letter reads, John went to Colorado against the wishes of his father and mother and brother and sister. John was of age and could do as he had a mind to, and we helped him all we could. It was outside influence, not ours, that sent him to you. Please put a small board at the head of his grave with his name on it. Ed Garbett did better than putting a board at the head of John's grave. He gave him a standstone marker with John's name scratched into it. Thanks to the hard work of those who reburied John and continued to research his life, an unknown headstone became a red-headed 25-year-old man named John Thomas. Each of the documented burials and the mysterious number of undocumented ones hold unique and fascinating stories, just like the stories of the Provost family and John Thomas. When we piece together the lives of those laid to rest at Bingham Hill Cemetery, we can paint a picture of what life was like in early Fort Collins and Laporte. Bingham Hill Cemetery has been cared for by the members of Laporte for hundreds of years. Sadly, the cemetery has recently suffered from vandalism and theft. Together, we may be able to help preserve this historic site. By showing respect for this site and honoring those buried there, we can protect the valuable history of Bingham Hill Cemetery. And we can properly remember those who came before us. Thanks for listening. <laughs>